one of the things that I think is super important is goal setting in terms of what do you want? Because if you have the audacity to dream and then you have a, what do I want out of life? Then when I get to the Freeman Center or the counseling people or the transfer center, that is totally different. If you come in there with your own personal goals, what do you want to be in 10 years? What do you want to be? Starts with that. The workforce landscape is rapidly changing, and educators and their institutions need to keep up. Preparing students before they enter the workforce to make our communities and businesses stronger is at the core of getting an education. But we need to understand how to change and adjust so that we can begin to project where things are headed before we even get there. So how do we begin to predict the future? Hi. I'm Salvatrice Kumo, Vice President of Economic and Workforce Development at Pasadena City College and host of this podcast. And I'm Christina Barsi, producer and co-host of this podcast. And we are starting the conversation about the future of work. We'll explore topics like how education can partner with industry, how to be more equitable, and how to attain one of our highest goals, more internships and PCC students in the workforce. We at Pasadena City College want to lead the charge in closing the gap between what our students are learning and what the demands of the workforce will be once they enter. This is a conversation that impacts all of us. You, the employers, the policymakers, the educational institutions, and the community as a whole. We believe change happens when we work together. And it all starts with having a conversation. I'm Christina Barsi. And I'm Salvatrice Kumo. And this is The Future of Work. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Future of Work podcast. I am your host, Salvatrice Kumo. Today, we are starting our speaker series for the Future of Work conference, slated for November 8th of 2022, where we will take some time to talk to our conference panel speakers, really to learn more about them and their fields. Today, we will hear about a student's perspective on career pathways, college enrollment, and potential strategies moving forward to better support our students. With that said, we welcome Will Walls, Principal Consultant at W Sales Strategies and Pasadena City College alum. While at PCC, Will worked at the Freeman Center for Career and Completion, helping bridging academia and industry for students and alumni. Thank you for joining us today, Will. Let's get started. How are you? Doing fantastic, Patrice. How are you? So great to see you again. I miss you at the Freeman Center. It's good seeing you, and I miss you guys too, actually. <laughs> you have to come visit more often. Yeah, I do. Thank you for accepting our invitation to join our panel for the future of work. And I know who Will is, but their listeners don't. I introduced you as consultant principal consultant at that, at W Sales Strategies. Tell us what that all about is. I help small business owners and entrepreneurs get more through the language of sales. So that means their elevator speech, their elevator pitch. Um, and I basically show them the compelling words on how to sell yourself. How can you be compelling? Some people say, it's kind of like, if I say it, you doubt me. But if they say it, it's true. So how do I get them to say it? So these are the ways, these are the things that I teach people, especially small business owners and entrepreneurs, not salespeople, because salespeople know, but small business owners and entrepreneurs who usually have to do everything, 
And they even have to sell. I teach them those compelling words to uh, have their sustainable competitive advantage, their unique value proposition. How do you do that? So I specialize in that, in those words that you use and that you say in order to sell yourself, basically. I've always been involved in sales forever. I've done stand-up comedy at a time in my life for over 20 years. So I'm kind of the in-person specialist. There's two things that never can be outsourced. One is the human connection and the roofer. Somebody's got to get on the roof and hit those shingles and the conversation in person can never be outsourced. So that's what I specialize in. Especially with entrepreneurs who are seeking capital and trying to position their company for growth. And it's really all about their story and their narrative. And Yeah, there's a way to say that in an efficient and an effective way. And what I do is I help small business owners increase their productivity in that one space. Because if you aren't efficient in that space where you're talking to people, you're just going to have low productivity in that place. So a cost of a customer is going to go up. So speaking of that narrative and this holistic approach to not only positioning your small business for growth, you know, you've positioned yourself for growth as well. We're kind of in this space of academia, and that's the beauty of academia is where we are constantly learning and constantly growing. So I'm really curious as to what brought you back to PCC or what brought to you, I should say, to PCC. What led you here? I have a story. Please (laughs) share. Please share. (laughs) I had a really good friend of mine who was always talking about her brother. And I'm, you know, you talk about your siblings, whatever, you know. So she was talking about her brother. She introduced me to him once and he was like unemployed, not really doing too much, kind of floundering. And so she's always talking about her brother. So then all of a sudden her brother starts taking classes at PCC. Music major, I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. So then she's always talking about her brother, how he was you know, not doing that well. Then all of a sudden she starts bragging about her brother, how he starts doing better. He started out as a music major, then switched his major to computer science. He's getting all A's. He's killing it. Next thing you know, all these companies are trying to hire him to create apps and all this stuff. He keeps going. He transfers to a four-year school, keeps going, gets his master's degree, and he's like killing it. This is someone that I saw. I saw this happen. I know this person. I was introduced to him way back. And today, this person is an actual professor at PCC in computer science. In 2020, I was on the phone with my friend and her brother, and we were having a conversation just about life. And he told me, this is his exact words, PCC changed my life, bro. That's what he said. And guess what? It did. And I saw it. I witnessed PCC change his life. So January 2020, I was like, I want PCC to change my life. So I enrolled, and my first day of class was uh, February 18th of 2020, and My whole point was to, how do I get this to change my life? You know, how, and one of the things I remember he told me, his name is Dave Smith. I'm going to out him, Dave Smith. Okay. (laughs) He actually spoke at my graduation, which was so cool. He was one of the graduation. So, but one of the things he said in this uh, pep talk was take advantage of all the resources, be open, be open, because you don't know what you don't know. And I jumped in and 
I've been open. It's been absolutely quite a journey. And my whole point was, how do I get PCC to change my life for the better? How do I become more? So that's what this has been about for me, because I haven't been in school. I'm not a traditional student. It'd been like 30 years since I had last been in school. And so I decided to go back. And that's basically, I saw PCC change someone's life. So I wanted it to change mine. And it's doing that. You know, you said something very important. You said, you know, I'm not a traditional student. I didn't really kind of fit the archetype of a traditional student. And I feel like that is a missed opportunity, really, for community colleges. We, I mean, I'm sure we'll dive into it a little bit later in this conversation. But, you know, it's a missed opportunity when we are potentially not recognizing a missed market. We have our focuses as a body of institutions. We have our, our focus on, you know, the transfer student, and which is great. And then the students coming in from high school but what about you and I that are looking to upscale, change directions? You know, that's all workforce. So to me, as an ad, you know, I'm an advocate for workforce training. I'm an advocate for upskilling and retooling. And, you know, I'm lucky that I, that I have all that at my fingertips. And I have, you know, domain experts and professionals like you at my fingertips, too, that I can learn from. But it's like, how do we shift the mindset that the community college is the place to be in? to do just that. I think it ties into what do you want? Because I came here with a goal. How do I make this place or my experience here work for me? Every class I would meet with my professors beforehand and I'd let them know that I want to somehow use this in my life. That's what I'm trying to, okay, how do I use this this stuff that I'm about to learn in my life. So what I'm saying is that it's important to have goals before you get here. Even the students, even the young students, it's like having a goal. What do you want? What is your why? You know, that's so important because you, there's a lot of resources that PCC has. There's a lot of help. But if you don't know what you want or what you're shooting for or what you're trying to do, it kind of makes it, I think, more difficult for you guys to even help. If you don't have a goal, having an ed plan, it's kind of weird, you know? It's like, how do you really get the best out of an ed plan if you don't have a personal goal in life? What are you trying to do? What do you want to be? Where are you trying to go? How that influenced your decision as to what major you wanted to go into? Like, because even prior to that, right, as students, we need to ask those questions and figure out what our purpose is here and why we're here to begin with, but like what influenced the why maybe? That's a great question. That's a great question. Cause I love that <laughs> Cause I've always been a sales guy, sales training, helping small business owners and entrepreneurs. So I had a whole lot of passion, a whole lot of pathos. So one of the things that PCC gave me was ethos and logos. It helped me with my credibility to offset all this passion. Cause I talk about stuff really passionately, you know? So in terms of my major, I started out as a business major, and I remember saying quite often, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. And I remember Dave told me to be open, be open. So I got my goals. I know where I'm trying to go, but I'm open because I don't know what I don't know. And I often said that to counselors, um, professors. And so I took a class in anthropology and that, you know, study of people. And then 
they told me there's four different disciplines. One was linguistics. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? That's a thing? You mean I can major in that? So it like totally blew my mind that that exists and that I could focus on that and met with my professor and I told her about my goals, what I'm trying to do, who I am, and how could I tie this in? And they helped me see it. They helped me see it. I met with a counselor and I said, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I'm thinking. What do you think? I mean, they're the experts. You know what I mean? So they said, yeah, that makes sense. I can see how, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you should, you know? So it clicked. So for me, I went from a business major, switched to linguistic anthropology. That's my jam because I have the business background. I already have that. So it complements me as a speaker, as a person that teaches the language of sales. Language of sales has been around for hundreds of years. I've been saying that for years. I've been saying that. That totally ties into linguistic anthropology, cultural nuances. It ties together. So that's how it all ties in for me. But that's from being open, totally being open and listening to the counselors, listening to my professor, my anthropology professor. She told me once we had this conversation, she said, welcome to the discipline. That's the last thing she said to me. (laughs) I love that. And through these experiences, Will, did you feel... There could have been room for more opportunities for us as PCC to provide different or better career exploration or even as a system, right? Like it's not just about PCC, but it's about our system of community colleges. And was there a point where you said, gosh, you know, or maybe you've witnessed it or experienced it. There could be a moment here that we didn't capture that we could be better at. Me being the entrepreneur person and then working at the Freeman Center, one of the things, I'm going to say this in the most loving, kindest, gentlest way, one of the things I think the Freeman Center kind of misses is the whole aspect of these kids wanting to be an entrepreneur. Maybe some of them don't really want a job. They don't want to work for someone else. They want to start a business. They want to have their own business. And I think that it's a whole area that we're missing in terms of talking to the kids from the perspective of some of you aren't going to go and work for someone else. Some of you are going to start your own business and have a business plan. Everything that goes along with that, especially these millennials today with influencers and all that and everything, if there was an area where we made some of that available, where we talked a little bit about having your own business, being an entrepreneur, working for yourself, I think it would attract more of the students that are already here. I think the Freeman Center would attract more students in general because part of being an entrepreneur, building your own business, you may have to get a job to support your dreams and your goals. So they go hand in hand. You know, I've always been an entrepreneur, but I always had a job as well, you know, to support my dreams and goals until I could make the the total jump. But I think that is an area that we kind of miss by not talking enough about the entrepreneur spirit. You know, with the pandemic that happened, a lot of people work from home. A lot of them don't want to go back to a job. A lot of entrepreneurs out here, that whole area is an area that I think we may miss just a little bit. So thankful you said that. I feel like this is a universe working at its finest right now because... (laughs) There's been so many moments. There's two things happening here. One, you're absolutely right. 
capturing the entrepreneurial spirit. We're in the Mecca here of entrepreneurial ecosystem, just within the city of Pasadena. And positioning what already, even if we just took what already exists, like the Small Business Development Center, and continue to braid further into the college campus is amazing. When I say the universe is working at its finest, because it's been one of my goals to build an entrepreneurial center within the Freeman Center. Oh my God. <laughs> it really has, <laughs> honest. Awesome. Because, because you're right. Like there's so many disciplines, like entrepreneurial spirit, the entrepreneurship in general is braided across disciplines. It's not a single standalone, you know, entity. Look, you know, I have a master's in entrepreneurship and innovation. And, you know, I always go back and forth. Can entrepreneurship be taught? Can it not? And I'm always doing this dance of whether or not it can or can't be. But I think there's a happy medium. I think that there are tools, elements, both on the soft skill side and the hard skill side. I think there's a good way for us to braid that. And I think that having an entrepreneurial center presence on campus will really help what you're talking about. It's like, we have a massive opportunity here to even shift career goals because I think about careers that we talk about all the time and it's like, well, there's a level of entrepreneurship within there. And there's also a level of entrepreneurship where companies are seeking entrepreneurs to solve some of their largest problems. And it can be in the most non-traditional industries, but they're out there. They're out there seeking entrepreneurs to help solve organizational issues. I think they would complement each other. You know, it would totally complement everything that the Freeman Center does because the Freeman Center does what it does very well. But I think that other part would totally complement it because I think in 2022, you kind of need both. You just do, you know. They need to be able to see and witness and experience what that looks like and what is possible. Now is a huge time for us to be a perfect timing, actually, I think, and maybe you would agree as an entrepreneur, like, you know, just to be bold and be unapologetic. I heard those two phrases at one of our CEO meetings. In fact, Dr. Keith Curry, make sure I share where I got that from, you know, you know, he shared that with us. He said, Dr. Curry said, he's like, you know, we had to be bold and we, but we have to be unapologetic. And I thought, God, that hit home for me. And it, and now through our economy, like, this is the time to do it. This is a time where we can shake things up a little bit and test things out and see if it works. You know, with that being said, for me, when you talk about this and entrepreneurs, and I think it always gets back to goal setting. I watch these kids come into the Freeman Center and ask for help. And one of the things that I think is super important is goal setting in terms of what do you want? Totally, what do you want? Because... If you have the audacity to dream, the audacity to dream, and then you have a goal, your own personal, what do I want out of life? Then when I get to the Freeman Center or the counseling people or the transfer center, that is totally different. If you come in there with a with your own personal goals in life, what do you want to be in 10 years? What do you want to be? Because I always feel like it's like a smorgasbord. You get to pick. You know, you get to pick what you want, what you want to be. Starts with that. When I uh, first started my business, I started by helping youth that were being emancipated out of the foster care system. And I'm trying to teach them sales skills and all this stuff, but it was too much. I had to go back and spell it back to goal setting. Just simple. Do you think that the student mentality has changed towards that after, you know, experiencing the last 
you know, our last two and a half years now since 2019 with this shift in our environment, shift in economy and, you know, everything got thrown upside down. Do you think that the student mentality has changed towards that or do you feel like they're kind of going the other direction? What I see is students show up and I don't see them taking advantage of resources. I can't tell you how many times I've said to someone, have you been to the transfer center? No. I'm like, how long have you been taking classes? Have you met with a counselor? No. I'm like, I'm shocked when I hear a student say that. And so that's a, in my mind, that's a huge problem. They show up and not take advantage of meeting with counselors, meeting with the transfer center. To me, that's a big issue because what's going to happen is they'll end up taking classes and next thing you know, they're on academic probation because they've taken too many classes and they're kind of all over the place and they don't see the importance of transfer center, counselors, and I'm not talking about just one counselor. I mean, meet with as many counselors as you can and many advisors as you can, as many professors as you can. I think that that's the, one of the biggest issues that surprised me because it's not like it's your area of expertise. You don't know this stuff. You don't know about transfer and what it requires and all that. So why are you trying to do it on your own? That blows my mind. But I don't know what it takes for them to see and understand that you don't know what it takes to transfer. You're going to make a mistake if you're just taking classes and you're not relying on the guidance of counselors and advisors and as many people as you can to help you. Maybe it goes back to not having a goal. How do you get people to see that you need help? You can't do this on your own. This isn't your area of expertise. Picking classes and knowing how to transfer appropriately and efficiently. I think that's a real struggle, Will, like a real struggle across higher education is how do we ensure that all the students know what's available at their fingertips? What are ways in which we can do that to the existing students? But then the other side of that is how do we even appeal to them to begin with? You know, our offerings, our positionality in the community, our wraparound services that we just talked about now, you know, how do we appeal to incoming students and then also demonstrate and share and connect students to the services and resources that are available? We're always testing those two things. I really feel strongly that in the next five years, our student archetype is going to look drastically different than it did even two years ago, or now for that matter. So from a non-traditional student lens, what could you think are some things or some thoughts or some initiatives or ideas? What could we do to appeal more to that non-traditional student? When you were asking me that, I was thinking of my own process. And what I was thinking, what did I want? I want what Dave had. I want what Dave got. He's got his life to change for the better. And I saw it happen. I know Dave just bought a house in Pasadena. That's what I that's what I heard. So I saw and heard his experience and I saw his life become way better. I saw that. So that's what I wanted. I wanted my life to become better and I wanted to use PCC as the vehicle to get me there. I think from a sales perspective, you gotta find out what the person wants. And that's the question. What do you want? 
So whoever it is, whether it's somebody right out of high school or a non-traditional student, what do you want? Not what do you want to be. That's different. That's different. What do you want? So that might mean I want to buy a house on the coast. I might want to be a internationally known speaker. What do you want? So that you find out the, the want, what they want, in some, from a sales perspective, then you own them. Because all you have to do is connect the vehicle, meaning PCC, as the vehicle to get you to what you want. I think that's the key. I really do. Are there barriers, you think, to that for us as higher ed? And even as a student, are there barriers, you think? The barriers is going to be goal setting. That's going to be the goal. So that'll be a barrier for you if I don't have a goal. It's going to be hard for you to help me if I don't have a goal. And guess what? It's going to be hard for me to help myself if I don't have a goal. I say, what do you want? That's the first step. The goal setting thing I use is from, I get it from Zig Ziglar. I've been from way back, you know, the first thing you do is you have to identify what do you want. And that is the goal. So if you don't figure that part out, nothing happens. You can't help me and I can't even help myself. Well, I guess what I'm saying, Selfatrice, is that somehow PCC should be the place of, you know, asking what is it that you want? You can find out what people want and get them to say it, not you. Not PCC, get them to tell on themselves from a sales perspective. You got to get the customer to say it. Because if I say it, you're going to doubt me. But if you say it, it's true. So how do I get you to say it? I got to ask you the right question. What do you want? What do you want? And if they tell on themselves, guess what? The answer to that or the vehicle to get you to what you want is PCC and all its resources. The transfer center, the counseling center, the, the Freeman center the other counselors, the advisors, those are all the things that are going to get you all the resources. This thing that you said, I didn't say it, but this thing that you said, you want it. Either you're telling the truth or you're wasting time, right? That's right. I usually like to close out the session by sharing or asking the question, hey, if there's one thing that you want to share to our listener about you know, just one takeaway from this conversation that can impact them in the future. I feel like you've said it. It's like, what do you want? You know, in goal setting, that hit home for me too. It should hit home for everybody because I think you would agree with me, Will, that we are each and every one of us, we are always in this constant state of improvement, this constant state of evolution. And our mindsets change, our environments change, our people around us change. And so we always have to be asking these questions about goals and what do we want? But is there one thing that you would want our listener to understand about what you talked about that can impact them in the future? Of course, I keep going on and on and on about goals and having a goal. But before you can have a goal, I'm going to say, give yourself permission to dream. Give yourself permission to dream because I know what it's like to lose that I know what it's like to, to lose that, where you don't, you just stop dreaming. I got connected to that again. And so I just can't stress how important it is to give yourself, to have a dream, dream of, you know what I mean? So be, before you can, I mean, in your mind, in the invisible place of your ideas is that place where you give yourself the permission to dream again. Because 
once you do that, then you can get to the goal setting part of it and then the writing it down and then the action and all that. But it all starts with giving yourself permission to dream because it's just everything. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate it. I hope that our listener is taking that to heart too. Thank you, Will, so very much. Again, privilege and an honor, and I can't wait to hear you and see you at our upcoming conference on November 8th here at PCC. We'll put all the details in the show notes, but if there's someone in our listening world out there, they wanted to connect with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you? My website is willwalls.com. It's pretty simple of you. You can't get in touch with me. You're not trying very hard. I'm pretty... pretty <laughs> <laughs> willwalls.com there's many ways you can email me or it's pretty simple you're incredible thank you so much we'll put those in the show notes as well and we'll look forward to you uh, pretty soon it's just right around the corner sounds good thank you this is fantastic I loved it thank you thank you for listening to the future of work podcast make sure you're subscribed on your favorite listening platform so you can easily get new episodes every Tuesday You can reach out to us by clicking on the website link below in the show notes to collaborate, partner, or just chat about all things Future of Work. We'd love to connect with you. All of us here at the Future of Work and Pasadena City College wish you safety and wellness.